and welcome to Fans of the Genre 30 for June 8th, 2017. I'm Brian Swanson. I'm Mikey Krieger. And I'm Rhodes the Hedgehog. This week, it's... Uh, but, God, I, that was not scripted. No. You, you, you well, took your own flavor if you're gonna, and added it to gonna, If you're going to be a hedgehog, you have to have a character. So That's excited my character. for the new game. You can be Shadow the Hedgehog. You can be no, angsty No, I'm more Rhodes like Clark. Poppy. I'm like Poppy the Rhodes Hedgehog. No, no d- I don't you're, know. You're not Poppy. 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 I'm Poppy. The Hedgehog. Uh, the Hedgehog. We're all here together, gathered around this virtual table to talk about the electronic entertainment expo the hedgehog. Our, our, the hedgehog um e3 as it's known in the biz uh sorry that's like inside baseball terms for the three of us we're kind of knee deep in the uh Hype. games industry you know we're luminaries we're all the, about the biz i thought you're gonna say we're in the video game illuminati well uh yeah mikey can i talk to you for a sec yeah What's up? Just off mic. Uh, hey, b- um, Brian. Uh, I thought we. Do, do, do you take must... your headphones off, Brian? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Hey, um, yeah, hey Mikey. I I kind of thought we like we told we weren't going to tell anybody about the Illuminati thing. Oh shit. Um. Yeah. Like don't like I can edit it out, but I just wanted to like, let you know now, like not to. Okay. To talk about it. Okay. Okay. So 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 don't talk about the Ouya making a comeback. Ouya two. Yeah. 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 Okay. No. 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 Ouya okay. two's uh, and, and can Pinocchio I put these on now? Coming back. Okay. Hey Brian. Come oh, on hey, back, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. 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 hey guys! So at E3, uh, the big guns bring their bigger guns. Uh, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, Ubisoft, EA—they all come together, to show off their biggest games and the conspiracies and, got. and like all the things that have to do with those conspiracies and games. What kind like of conspiracies Abstergo are you talking about? Abstergo and the new Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get a new Assassin's Creed for sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, we're getting we're getting another one of those. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I the last one apparently was really good. I haven't played it. I I heard it. Yeah, that that was London, right? Yeah, yeah, Syndicate. Yeah, with the horses being driven off the bridge. Hmm. Uh, that and in, in the trailer, yeah. like, just like they had like a Fast and the Furious style chase, but with like horse and buggies, and uh, yeah, they like drove like hard turned like the horses off of a bridge into the river and it was just the most bonkers thing in the world but, sounds pretty bonkers yeah you guys, um, you guys remember bonkers the 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 cat man that was a police cop no i remember bonkers bad fur day um, bonkers. Is, is that yeah, the yeah. the blood version of conquers bad fur day Ooh. it's conquers like good cousin He's like not. He's not violent. He's just sort of a nice boy. He's just like, hey, I'm bonkers. So, I'm a little kooky, like but I don't kill anybody. Cat. So, so this was yeah. brought up like I think like a week ago on Cool Games Inc. But how fucking crazy is it that like they released Conquer's yeah. Bad Fur Day and then they released like the Game Boy Advance game where Conquer's just like a normal like I Saturday morning cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's weird. It's like I think it would have been like it would have made sense if he was like the cartoon character first. I guess he was in Diddy Kong Racing, but and like and then he like went off the edge, but like. Right. Like he hit rock bottom. He started but, bad. Yeah, but like. And then got good. Yeah, like he rehabilitated himself. And I think that's really interesting. Did Rare do that Game Boy game? Probably. I don't know. Huh. If only we had something to find out. Um, so, anyway, uh, we're, we've danced around it, but E3 is coming up um, in a couple of days from our recording. Enhance. Are you, Enhance. Are you Googling it? Okay. Enhance. Yes. Uh, uh, not only was it rare, it was rare ultimate play the game, which was the, that's what it's listed as on 
uh, Google, and that was like the original name of Rareware was Ultimate Play the Game. Interesting. I got one of those today in Overwatch, but <laughs> E3 is Man. the uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo. It's a big video game uh, convention that happens in Los Angeles uh, for the past many years. Uh, each of the big companies have a press conference, including Microsoft, Sony, Ubisoft, Bethesda, and EA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a whole lot of fun. I don't know. To me, it's like it's not like Christmas in June, but it's like the time in June where I figure out what I'm going to get for Christmas or buy. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just start like budgeting. Yeah. Um, I just sent you guys something in the Skype chat. Sorry to interrupt. Mikey, when you get really close to the mic, it, it like you could easily just like mm-hmm. become Brian's lower half of face oh okay anyway it's just the way skype is cropping videos but now now it's not happening anyway um yeah so they make a big deal out of it and they live stream all their press conferences and that's where we get game announcements updates on the last year of games like how games have sold uh we are very happy with the performance of uh wow racist uh, it's french you can't can't be racist against french can you i I'm, i'm i'm not touching that one Okay, well, I won't do the accent, but I don't think that's offensive. <laughs> Please write in to our comments. Yeah. If, if we offended offensive. you, I mean... yeah. So we neglected the cardinal rule of podcasting where any episode could be somebody's first episode. And with the hedgehog stuff, and then now this, we're doing... And then... and um, We're doing a very bad job. What? I try... Okay, so that reminds me that people keep on telling me I need to listen to Bodega Boys and like Chapo Trap yes. House. So, but those, those, those shows are impenetrable. Like, um, how do you just sit down and listen? So I, so Bodega Boy specifically, and this is a, a far, far tangent to what this show's about. Um, <laughs> Bodega Boy is like, they start like doing like this like weird ass like roll call thing that they always do. So the first five minutes of it is like always a little bit weird. And then mm-hmm. it kind of spills more into like the Jesus and Marrow style show, but it definitely is a lot looser and um, less structured. Because um, yeah. like, like I was... We were talking like before um, we were started recording. Is like I was on my way home, and like all of my usual podcasts forgot to record, so I didn't have my bam bam. I didn't have, uh, I, I like I have like three other podcasts or waypoint I didn't have, and so I listened mm-hmm. to Bodega Boys, and then I listened to Comedy Button, um, and I realized that that Comedy Button is like the white nerd version of the Bodega Boys. Yeah, um, that's actually a good way to think think about it. Because yeah, I was like, oh, the Bodega Boys, this is so great, and then it's like. Oh yeah, like, and not to say that like they're like trying to like steal anyone's thunder because the comedy button's been around way longer than Bodega Boys and Jesus yeah. and Marrow. But it's like, oh yeah, like if Brian Altano was just like totally like unhinged off kilter and like, yeah, didn't have like a career to worry about uh, yeah. that isn't built on that. Like yeah, the, the Bodega Boys is just a way spicier version of Comedy Button. It's so good, risky. Anyway, sorry, I keep on getting us off topic. No, it's fine. Uh, they live stream their events and it becomes a thing. Like for the past. 10 years of my life, I've probably like scheduled like what? Oh yeah. So this is E3 weekend and this is where I'm going to be. And I'm going to like, butt planted in seat watching these press conferences. Same. Cause like Brian said, it does feel like a weird form of Christmas. A lot of people in the industry like to like relate it to like gaming Super Bowl and everybody wins. And <laughs> like, it's, I, it doesn't feel like that to me cause it feels wholly unique, you know, in a weird way. Um, I feel like you don't see conferences like this in film outside of like a comic con where they just have panels and stuff. But like, but even then it's for like the same like group of people, like largely. Yeah. Like the same, yeah. same like general like corner of 
uh, yeah, of like people that are that are consumers. Uh, I wrote a little bit about it on InfiniteDogs.com, a website, mm-hmm. um, in that like kind of what Rhodes said, like the, it, a lot of folks kind of look at it like a competition, and I think when I say that, I mean like fans of either Sony or Microsoft or even Nintendo see it as like an opportunity for you to like kind of justify your purchase and uh, watch a press conference and say. Oh man, Microsoft announced this. They're horrible. Or Sony and announced they won the, E3 and they yeah. won. Uh, but I think really the coolest part about E3 is the fact that like all this stuff is coming out, and it's really going to benefit all of us in some way. Whether you have a PlayStation Four and you're going to get that awesome new Shenmue Three whenever it comes out, or if you have Ooh, a, was that a was that a burn? <laughs> what I don't know. <laughs> uh, or if you have a uh, a an X an Xbox and you're just seeing what microsoft's announcing or seeing what sony's doing in retaliation to to make microsoft consider what to do in response to that like i think it's really fun to sort of watch the 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 melee between the big companies and and realize like this is competition at its finest so yeah i i I definitely always thought that way and i I hate to like yeah like and it is kind of rooted in this is like getting deeper and deeper but like rooted in like capitalism and and like the fact that like it's built on like winners and losers um, and right. I, I always like butted against that kind of ideology where it's like somebody has to win, like somebody's the winner. Um, and then like the past few years, I'm like, no, 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 like, like that's, that's dumb. Like that's very counterproductive. But then now that I've like graduated from school and I've been working in a, you know, at a corporation working in an office and like seeing this other mm-hmm. side of stuff and like trying to understand like the games industry from the standpoint, like you think like, so like Sony and Microsoft don't compete with like Bethesda and EA and, and Ubisoft because like th- they're just they just have different roles because um, you know like right like Sony and Microsoft will often give those companies platforms for their games exactly yeah like they yeah. you know I, if like all these games aren't exist aren't existing in a vacuum and like E3 largely hasn't been a place for like PC gaming um, so that leaves Microsoft and Sony largely and like Nintendo to a lesser extent as like where these games are going to be. So like those companies mm-hmm. don't really compete as much with uh, Sony and Microsoft, but like they totally do. Um, because you, like you think that they're, they're going here, they're like pitching their, you know, their catalog for the next year and trying to, you know, convince people to like buy their catalog. So like, yeah, like to a certain extent, like these companies are competing with each other and like, yeah, like it kind of sucks to give them like winners and losers. Cause we like to think of this as, you know, as a medium that's more of an art form and like, you know, don't want to get into the argument whether games are or aren't art um, here, but and yeah, I agree. But largely, like, it, even if you think of them as art, it is still dependent upon selling the art and, mm-hmm. you know, these are, you know, corporations and capitalistic enterprises that are selling these games so they do have winners and losers. So, like, while we want to, like, say that it doesn't matter, like, for for the fans' perspective, it doesn't really, but like these companies are coming here to compete against each other and have the best catalog. And like you look at Sony, um, the year that Sony and Microsoft announced the Xbox One and PS4, mm-hmm. like apparent like so Microsoft went earlier on to, on Monday, and then Sony went later on Monday, and yeah, know, Microsoft announced the release date and price point, which was five hundred dollars for the Xbox yeah. One. And then later in the day, like, uh, apparently Sony hadn't settled on a price. And once they're like, Microsoft's like, oh, we're 500. Like, oh, okay, uh, we're, we're 400 then. And like, just undercut them like day of. 
Yeah, and, like, yeah. and you could even tell in like their slideshow presentation where it's like everything was like so like ultra high quality like leading up to that and like the screen with the price like you can kind of tell that it was of like a lower quality like oh yeah we we put this one together today um yeah so like yeah like you know they these companies are competing and you know i whether or not you want to take part in that kind of conversation is you know up, up to you but yeah. um yeah like yeah. I, I don't i don't like to think of them as winners and losers but they're you know based on the nature of the business and the event there are to them they totally are to to a fan like i'm just i i just uh argue maybe it's not your battle to fight like take that scorpio out of your twitter handle and just chill (laughs) yeah like yeah and unless you're working at sony and you're like you're worried about like the well-being of your company and your job then like yeah it it doesn't matter yeah i think like i don't know i i think as a fan it you have to understand like your your chosen console of choice will only get better when the competition like plays their cards and like it, like innovates and does something new like and it's it's happening right now with the Xbox one where if if I was a consumer, I am a consumer <laughs> if uh if I was someone who didn't have a console right now, like I'd be way more tempted to buy an Xbox one uh over a ps four now than i was like four years ago like they've done so much to to like not only earn more goodwill from their consumers after uh after like kind of flubbing their initial announcement and stuff but like actually added cool um services and and like the games aren't their first party lineup isn't like everything that i want in fact it's like very little of what i would want to play but just as a good box that plays games and syncs up with your PC very well. Like it's kind of a cool system. Yeah. Um, um, Xbox game pass is no joke, man. Like that's a pretty dope ass library of games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's only going to get better, which is pretty cool. Yeah. No, like I, so like very, like whenever I got my new computer in like Marchish, um, mm-hmm. like I started playing like strategy games a little bit more. And like, I started finally like having an interest in XCOM. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like I, I picked back up invisible ink and I was like, Oh, like, it totally clicked for me, and then like I looked more into XCOM, and I, I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that this is pretty much the same game." And now I've been playing XCOM uh, Enemy Within. Mm-hmm. I think is the one that's on Xbox Game Pass. I'm like, "Oh yeah, the, the this series is it orange or blue? Orange." Yeah, it's Within. Um, yeah, like and like that game's dope as fuck. Like yeah, and it's yeah, and, like and I'm still in my two week free trial, and I'm I, I am gonna probably like drop it for now just because I way too many things um but yeah for 10 bucks a month and it's like the follow games are on there all all of the halo games except for the most recent one are on there all the gears of war games except the most recent one are on there uh mm-hmm. like it's like a, a no joke like a pretty fucking like hearty lineup like playstation now is is pretty like legitimately like underwhelming and like yep. it, it always has been and now just in contrast like okay and it's yeah, just like streaming games is not the future it's yeah. gotta you have to be able to download it yeah no and like yeah, yeah like in yeah, I just have it downloaded on my computer. Like I, mm-hmm. I for, for the longest time, my Xbox was just my like Netflix box, like in my room, because I leave mm-hmm. my PS4 in the living room because that's what I play and that's where my like, my big TV yep. is. That's you know where I'm going to be playing with my roommates and friends. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I have my Xbox and it's just been sitting here in my room. But now it's like, oh, I have I can play XCOM and like if you didn't get Rare Replay, like a lot of those games are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, and it's pretty pretty awesome. And you know if for whatever reason you're not into like Bloodborne and Uncharted, like I would have a hard time telling somebody to not get an Xbox One over PS4 at this point. Yeah. 
Um, when do you guys remember being like excited about E3? When was your first, like, what are your, some of your earliest E3 memories? Um, uh, nine years ago, I think. Um, <laughs> well, I oh, always n- say that nine years ago. Who's counting? Not on, me. <laughs> on this day. No. Uh, so on Facebook, I uh, oh, that's take, funny. A, take a take a peek at the uh, <laughs> on this day feature where I go back in time and see what kind of dumb stuff I was posting on Facebook in 2008 and whatever else. And uh, the it was actually the summer or like leading up to the summer of 2009. I was like posting on uh, Facebook that like I was sick at home. And uh, so excited to watch E3 because G4 was doing the live coverage at that time. Uh, so that's when I was watching it. I think I, maybe I was watching yeah. it the year prior, but like in high school, like I, I was aware of it in high school, maybe even toward the end of middle school because of like Nintendo Power, Electronic Gaming Monthly and other, other magazines. Mm-hmm. But the fact that G4 started streaming it, like are showing yeah. it, like I was watching it then and I remember watching it every year since. Yeah, no, that... Like I was trying to think of like the same thing. It's like when did I start watching like all the press conferences and like probably like whenever you actually like could like whenever they were actually online because I think even like yeah. G four they you know was with like a tape delay. I don't think that they were like live streaming like I don't think or, so. yeah like, like live broadcasting the games or the press conferences on TV. I think that they were doing it like, you know yeah compiling footage and then posting it up like over th- and then like they could spread all of that you know, all that video footage and all that content out over like a week or two instead of like having your like days worth of news like now where it's like, like we're so ready to just move on to the next thing. Like once something comes out, like they could like very strategically like spread all that out and it's really cool. But yeah, I I remember like seeing those, I think like for Majora's Mask uh, in like Nintendo Power, they were like showing off like, oh yeah, this was us at E3 and I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. So that would have been like 99, 2000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know when I was uh I bringing up G4 it actually reminded me that's probably where I first started like paying attention to the, the conferences um catching up with those broadcasts. Uh but I remember like inviting friends over and hanging out and watching them together and and if we weren't together just texting basically furiously like like reacting just I don't know. There was like I've never felt that way about anything. <laughs> um, but when I was talking to my friends, like we would be screaming via text about like announcements and stuff. And that was when I was like super fanboy. Like, oh, X, like Xbox is going down. PlayStation just like won E3 for the next four years. And uh, yeah, I sort of missed that enthusiasm because now I'm like watching it um, just through different lenses and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I remember like one the strongest E3 memory I have uh was like a friend came over it was like Monday morning and he came over before school started and we watched Nintendo's live stream and so they announced the Wii U and we were like so confused. We had no idea what that thing was and uh we were not happy. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of a confusing walk to school that yeah. the next No, I I, couple I, minutes. I remember being so excited about it when it was Project Cafe. I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like a, like a tablet. It's going to be so cool. It's like, I remember like, yeah, just seeing like all of the like, uh, like copyrights and stuff that leaked and all like mm-hmm. the, the mock-ups and concept art of, of the, uh, what eventually became the Wii U. Uh, yeah. I remember being so excited for it. And like, and even then I was still like, okay, I don't get Nintendo Land. Like I, I don't get why Nintendo Land is the mm-hmm. showcase. 
Right. But, but I was like, I'm down for this tech. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, because I remember they had, like, the big, like, like, that entire stage. I think that was the last year that they did, like, an actual, like, press conference in the theater. Because um, even, yeah. before, even before they officially had Nintendo Directs, they still did, like, pre-recorded, um, live-streamed conferences. Because um, I, th- I think then Nintendo Directs spun out of that because they're like, oh, that worked. Like, let's keep doing yeah. that. Um, yeah, they get to oh, they get to own the conversation for yeah, and, and couple, you, couple hours, and you then, don't have to worry about like start. awkward pauses because I, I think actually the first year that they did it was the year where they had like the um, like stop motion thing with mm-hmm. like Robot Chicken, and it was like oh. amazing. Like hmm. I remember like being totally enamored with that, and that was just like like that, that's actually probably one of my favorite like E three memories. Um, um, aside from the year where I was covering it. And like, but right before the press conferences started, we realized that we had no plan and we had no writers like, oh, set aside to like write. Um, yeah. And so like, in the hour before press conferences started, just like scrambling trying to get everyone like that. That's going to be my probably like my most memorable E three. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember like a specifically of like what they showed. Like for me, it's Sony's like undercutting of the Xbox One price, and then that like stop motion robot chicken Nintendo conference was super great. I think that's also where they revealed Smash 4. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember seeing, like... Uh, I don't know. I remember a lot of things, but, like, specifically seeing videos for Twilight Princess in, hmm. in middle school when it first, yeah. like, was unveiled and Link actually wasn't a polygon anymore. Um, or a Wind Waker. And that was pretty awesome. I just remember being so hyped for Twilight Princess. Uh in like June at the end of a, some, one of my years in middle school. Uh, and then I remember seeing the like Skyward Sword uh, demo with the Wii Motion Plus for the first oh, time man. and not working. And then being like, ah, it's going to be better when it comes out. And then a- it, apparently um, Miyamoto like was furious after that. Like he doesn't really get mad very often, but he yeah. went backstage and was like, yeah, because that was, that was whenever they uh, like, like th- th- that was like one of the things where it's like, yeah, it makes sense that they would do this pre-recorded live stream because I like, remember they right. they had that yeah. like total fuck up, yeah. and then do you, the the next year was the Wii U one where it was like, yeah, that was kind of whatever. Do you remember um, last year where they spent like an hour playing Pokemon on their Nintendo Direct or their yeah. Treehouse stream? And I I actually watched a lot of <laughs> I watched that <laughs> a lot. Well, it was funny. Like I I was like just getting into Giant Bomb back then, and they do well, like they talk over pretty much every stream or <laughs> conference or whatever yeah and they sit down to watch the nintendo one and it's like kind of interesting for, to them for a little bit and then like 10 minutes in they realize they're like oh this is it isn't it like this is what they're gonna do <laughs> and then they like i want to say that like someone grabs a guitar and starts playing guitar or something or they get so bored that they like turn off their mics and just sit there like absentmindedly and then they just get up and walk away because <laughs> like yeah, new Pokemon games are cool, but like you can't just—I mean, unless you're Mikey Krieger, you can't just sit and watch someone play Pokemon for an hour. Yeah, no, I and I, I wasn't just like attentively like this is what I'm yeah. doing, but like I, <laughs> I left those on and um, I yeah. watched them play Zelda for a long time. Yeah, like that. Oh yeah, then, that makes sense because Zelda's interesting and like yeah. cool. No, and and even the the new Pokemon, I was like, okay, this is actually like really interesting and like I think it looks really pretty. Um, uh. 
and I think it, it wasn't E3, but um, whenever they did the Switch reveal, like they did a lot of Treehouse streaming on that, and I yeah. th- I watched like the majority of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I remember I think that year on the Treehouse that um, that's when like Miyamoto was showing off the like um, the Wii U games that never came out, like the giant robot one, and then the um, the one that became like the Star Fox game, where it's like a bunch of little robots in a maze, and you have to use like the cameras on the Wii U gamepad. Like chase me or something? Yeah, it was something weird. I, I remember like I was like, "Oh, this is never going to come out," and one of yeah. like half of it didn't. Yeah. Um, let's go through. I guess maybe by big company, by big company, and just like say what we'd like to see from each of them. And uh, I don't know. Start with Bethesda. I want to see a new Wolfenstein game because uh, New Order was awesome. And yeah. And you I also like, play that if you haven't. I like the old blood too. I didn't play that mm-hmm. one yet. I want to check that I out. I have them. I need to finish them. Um, yeah, no, the um, new order was so like I, uh, like that game was notorious for like having just like a totally like just god awful intro like first hour, and then like yeah, it, and then just like out of nowhere just turned like super good, and I was like, okay, I know that going in, and I'm gonna keep that in mind, and I I was like, God, this is just fucking miserable. Like, I hate yeah. this. And then, and then I got through it. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, like yeah, I, I remember that very vividly just being like, yeah, this is, like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let this get a, you know get the best of me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it totally did. But then yeah. like, it surprised me. I hope that Bethesda doesn't ride the VR train the whole time. Oh, man, they're such a smart company. Well, shit, they've been the ones that, like. <laughs> that, like, Fallout VR was, like, pretty important to them last year. Yeah, and they made a lot of like sort of promises about that coming sooner than it has, right? And and also they've been involved in tons of lawsuits with Oculus. So Yeah. They've I think that they've single handedly like maybe killed the buzz around VR. Like, yeah. Well, because Oculus I, hasn't really Oculus has had troubles with Palmer and Bethesda, and I don't think they've had the like ability to sort of like come out of that yet. Um I don't what know. What a guy. Palmer I mean like, Ultimately, if like it had continued software support, then mm-hmm. it, it would be fine. But it it doesn't. Like like Farpoint was like supposed to be like finally like Sony is you know supporting PSVR and it's like oh that, that's it's whatever. Because yeah. I mean like when it came out, you had like super hot VR and you had Thumper on VR and you had a uh, super hypercube and like there and you had, you had like it re- kind of released with you know quote unquote killer apps and then it's just now yeah. it's like. Okay. Yep. What else do you have? And it's like Ugh. exactly. Um, from Ubisoft. Hmm. I uh, think I would. I, I like they get a lot of like kind of glib comments about these things, but I really like their um, quote unquote indie game output of like the Child of Lights, the Rayman games, Child like, of Lights, their UB art stuff. All, all, all the UB art uh, games, and even though we like we started the podcast kind of dunking on Valiant Hearts a lot. Um, yeah. Like all the Ubi art games are pretty solid. Like I think the weakest is Valiant Hearts, and that's actually probably the most like critically acclaimed. Um, yeah. But I I, th- I thought Child of Light was phenomenal. Um, and what was the like oh, the Rayman games are great, and then there's one other one that I'm missing. I feel. Um, I can't remember. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but whatever it is, like. Yeah. I'm about to say something that I actually don't know if it's true, but a lot of their AAA output 
isn't necessarily for me, but then I think about like, oh, I really am excited for Far Cry Five and so Far Cry Five I, and Watch Dogs Two is great. Like, yeah, I, 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 like yeah, it's, so. I, they are super weird and like it's kind of become like a shitty joke, but they they are very good at releasing a promising first game uh, mm-hmm. with like a cool conceit that just does uh, under delivers, and then cr- like creating a follow up. It's like, oh shit! Like, all right, you guys figured it out. So, yeah, they dropped the first draft kind of kind of hot, and then it was Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, and mm-hmm. um, maybe the Division. Two. No, I don't know about Far Cry. Um, yeah. And and yeah. which roads you touched on exactly what I want to see from them. I want to see the Division too because mm. I I really dug the, the Division. Um, as There's a cool game in there that like did, did we play that were, at all co-op? We played that a little bit, yeah, like, like a I, couple I, rounds. Like I I adored that game as a co-op game, like. It's yeah. still had problems, but I it was just so something about like the like gameplay loop of it, like of like these little missions, um, and like e- even ones that I'd like done before, like going through yeah. there and like 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 it's. I feel like it takes the squad based like shooter formula mm-hmm. and makes it like like kind of like just scales it back a little bit. Like it's not like yeah. super tactical. Right in the way that like a Rainbow Six is, or um, or like I'm trying to think of a good one. Like I, I imagine whenever Brian and I finally get a chance playing like Player Unknown's Battleground together, like like it's not quite as like <laughs> you need to be like very methodical in that way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was really fun to play cooperatively. Like, um, you did kind of need to like coordinate a little bit, just but really just like, oh hey, I'm going over here. Like, make sure you got my flank or something. It's not like, all right, here's the map. Like, I'm gonna break in here. Gonna draw their fire. You're gonna come around this side. Like it's just like no. You kind of think, you know you're shooting people that are you know largely bullet sponges. But um, and like like I keep like my big complaint with Destiny was the lack of like really good like RPG and skill progression mechanics um, in there. And like the division actually had like branching paths that like had, like varied in the way that you would approach the game. And so like I could build a character in this way that was like. A support class and then like I remember I played a lot with my stepbrother and he built a character that was like more of an uh, assault kind of character like and so he had like little pop-up turrets and like little pop-up barriers that he could use and then I was specialized in like med kits and yeah. uh, buffing him and like it actually like like it was fun to play and like I had a couple I played it like I never got too deep I started like probably two or three different characters because every time I convinced someone to play it I would just start fresh so I could be on the same level as them. Um, yeah. But each time I did something different and it was like fulfilling. That's cool. And so yeah. I would like to see them, you know. Expand on that. Yeah, yeah. do their like sequel magic that they do and like mm-hmm. put, make the Division 2 and make it interesting. It'd be an interesting right. competitor to Destiny 2, but I don't think that Division 2 no, would no, be in the oven for long enough for it. It's, it's never yeah, going to get to that level, but um, but people still play the Division. Like it's... Yeah, totally. Like, like it has an audience, and I feel like it could actually like get like I feel like it could be maybe like what Rainbow Six Siege is, where it's like like nobody really pays attention to it. It's like oh shit, there's a lot of people over there playing Rainbow Six, huh? Yeah, or like yeah. like for Honor, like that still has like a pretty like shit, I forgot strong that community. Does yeah, right. Um, I bet you we get on? for oh, Honor DLC. I bet you we get uh, Rainbow Six Siege season three. Um, and I am just curious about the the space game teaser that they left in Watch Dogs too. Yeah. Um, that was oh, a cute yeah. little tra- a cute little trailer that they I, sort of dropped so, in there. I feel like it's going to be an indie, like it's going to be a grow home thing. But yeah, like, th- th- that was them thing, too. But, 
Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those like, games. Um, so, but I, and I, now that I'm thinking about it, like going through the cycle of Tom Clancy games, we're probably going to, going to get a new Splinter Cell. Um, and it, Rebel it, FM wants. It, it's probably yeah, going to be, cool. be like Metal Gear Solid Five, if I had to bet. Uh, that'd be good. Um, it's like a watchdoggy style. <laughs> no, I, I feel like it's going to be like similar to what Wildlands is, but probably less like Wild shoot- Wildlands is them too. Yeah, yeah, like probably less like shooting brown people and more like just borrowing like the open world ideas of that, like and trying to like using that kind of uh, template to make their version of what Metal Gear Solid Five was. Yeah, like like and mm-hmm. that would actually interest me because like I don't know why Metal Gear Solid's never clicked for me and like. But but I can right. get I can get into Splinter Cell like I've never really gotten deep but like I can play it and get by, um, but that that would also be them stepping back from what that series became where like um, Sam Fisher's just like became more like Master Chief than you know Solid Snake. Um, before we Did move you play on five? to Metal Gear Solid Five, nope. Did you, Mikey? Did you... Uh, I played a bunch of uh, Ground Zeroes and I, it just never fucking okay. clicked. I, I, I played it for probably like four hours, and I'm like, I, I don't know what it is. It's just not for me. Try it, try it on PC if you get the chance, but let's, let's move on. <laughs> oh, right, you hate PC like mouse now. and keyboards. God. <laughs> uh, let's move on. <laughs> Brian, you, you reminded me, or you in, inspired me to look through my old Facebook posts, and that's sort of what I've been doing for a second. And the only uh-huh. thing that I could find that I said about video games in like 2010 was, it was still when they were doing like the... Um, like Rhodes Clark is sort of thing, right? So it'd be like Rhodes Clark is excited for all of the future video games, <laughs> which is actually like a very <laughs> 2017 Rhodes Clark thing to say. You should um, post like share that. I probably probably will. Anyway, um, from EA, I want to see an update from um, Amy Hennig's Star Wars team. I think that's what I'm most yeah, excited about. Even if it, honestly, even if it's just another like one second video like they showed last time, I'm good. Let me know it's in the works, and I'm happy. Um, I'd like to see Dragon Age. Do you think it's time for that already? I think it's in the oven. Probably, I don't it's probably it's... in the oven, but do you think they'll show like people working on it um, uh, at a computer? God, I just hope they get over that like, <laughs> garbage and just recognize that no one cares that people are working on it. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see even just a teaser would be cool. Um, but I am excited for Battlefront 2, I think. Yeah, I am too. And so you uh, guys need to make these predictions with the expectation that half like the the middle half of their yeah. uh, presentation is going to be uh sports the, the newest ea sports editions sports. yeah they're going to bring and up like, some athlete on stage and talk to them for 30 minutes was it who was, was, the was guy last, last year, year? Pele? i think it was Pele. Pele. it was two years it was two the, years ago it was yeah, Pele. They, they brought on like this way over enthusiastic white dude to talk to this portuguese man about soccer like not even about like the new FIFA about soccer. No, about and how, soccer. And how much yeah. you loved watching Pele as a kid. Like, that was EA's uh, press conference. Just pretty fucking yeah. remarkable. I, and, like, gamers probably, like, at least me, just, like, who's this Who's this guy? Like, respectfully, yeah. like, what's going on? See, and, like, I, I know Pele, and I love Pele, but I'm just like, okay, like, fuck, dude, come on, let's go. Yeah. This isn't what video games are about. Um, let's get to the big ones here. Get the uh, olds yeah. out of my video games. Sony. I want to talk Sony. Okay. I have three predictions for Sony that I wrote down. Damn, Daniel. I think they're going to debut a mobile phone game. Uh, okay. I botched my letter to Rebel FM about it, but I think that there's <laughs> something in the works uh, from an article that got posted last year around the time Mario Run was sort of in the in the, in the scheme. 
or it was an article from 2016 from The Verge, but Sony's like hmm. thinking real hard about. Sony formed a new company uh, in 2016 in March of, to make PlayStation mobile games. I think that we might see something. That seems like a Sony thing. I don't think Microsoft would do that, but I think Sony would be like, let's let's put a game on a phone. Microsoft actually, do they still have Windows phones? They did a, a Halo uh, mobile game that came to yeah. Xbox yeah. One as well. That game was actually really good, the twin stick shooter. Uh, the next one, I think, I think Sony's going to talk about Vita more than they were going to talk about VR. Yeah. No, like, no, no, I think, no, I think the, that if you count a, v- a montage that just has indie games that are for Vita, that counts. They're going to talk oh. more about PlayStation VR than they've talked about Vita the last three years at E3, which is going to be like two minutes. Okay, minimal like, for both. Like, they, I, like last year, the last like two yeah. years, they didn't even like say PS Vita. But right. they'd show the. I, I guess maybe I'm I'm the, mixing up the PlayStation experience and the E3 conference because there's that, like there was the hockey jersey Vita guy that came out in December that was like, yeah. remember this thing? But but, but oh, not yeah. not at E3. Like maybe they had like that's a sizzle reel of indie games and some of them came to Vita. But like and that's mm-hmm. been a thing for a few years. It's like they're not even like saying like acknowledging that it still exists. But I guess I'm gonna count that sizzle reel against how okay. much they talk about VR. I, and I the mean, last that, thing that, that's fair. What? Yeah. The last thing is, I think there's going to be some aggressive PlayStation Pro marketing, PlayStation 4 Pro marketing in the shadow of Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. What about you guys? Sony. Sony? Um, Sony. So, so we're going to see more God of War. Um, oh, I, yeah. I feel like that's going to be where, like, every year they have the game you know about that they, like, open up with. Um, yeah. I think last year it wasn't Uncharted. What was it last year? Uh, last of Us, wasn't it? I think last- so. Yeah, because I I think they I think they they teased like the images like like the butterfly tattoo or whatever and like a couple other things and then like they opened with that teaser, um, so I feel like they're gonna open it up by showing a bunch of God of War, um, mm. and so yeah like I I've been I haven't even really been thinking about Days what, what I expect. I um, kind of expect them to pretend that they didn't do the Shenmue thing a couple years ago or was that last year? That was two years ago. That was two years ago, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be no update on Shenmue, and we already got our update this week from Square Enix about Final Fantasy VII, so don't expect the, anything about that either. Yeah. Um, I, I would actually think that they, they... I think that they will. I think that um, Square Enix... like Even though like Square Enix, last year they had like their own press conference, it was so under the radar. Um, yeah. I think Kingdom yeah. Hearts will be shown. Um, That's on their bold. No, no, no. Yeah. Because... Like, those remasters have been selling pretty well. No, I know, but like, <sighs> yeah, to to think that like they'll have something ready to show for Kingdom Hearts three. They I think had something to show last year. Yeah, but like those games are they take forever. I don't, so I, so I just what they said like a couple like a month or two ago was that Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy seven remake are going to be the, within the next three years, which could reasonably be. <laughs> Like early next year's Kingdom Hearts, and then like another year and a half yeah. out from that is Final Fantasy. Like Kingdom Hearts three has been in the works for like four years at this point. Like they they have something to show for it. We'll I think that, I honestly think that that game is going to get mired in like Disney cross promotional marketing, and that's going to tie into when it, when yeah. it actually drops. <laughs> the no, more like, and more Disney buys properties, the more like shit they have to shoehorn. Like into we got we got to put it back in the oven and build I'm, Star Wars. I'm put okay Star Wars with that. in there. I'm, no, I'm, I am yeah. too. I just think it's funny. Like throw Guardians of the it. Galaxy in there. Fuck it, let's do it. Like I'm, I'm, fuck, just, I'm so down for that. I totally just like wonder if like, it how how often that that might have like happened at this point, knowing how long that yeah. game's been in development. Like, 
when did they put lightsabers in it? Because there's going to be lightsabers in it. I, I can't wait for the fucking lightsaber keyblade. That's going to be dope yeah. as fuck. It's pretty, pretty cool. Um, do you guys think that... How do you think they're going to position... Um, how, how do you think they're going to talk about, I guess, the PlayStation 4 Pro? Do you I'll think they're going like, to like... Yeah, like... But, but do you think they're going to think of it as a success? Are they going... like Because if it was a clear like runaway hit, I think they'd, they'd go out on stage and say you know, the PlayStation family of products has been bolstered by the, I don't know, like raging success of the PlayStation 4 Pro. But I, I sort of get the sense that like people aren't really buying it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause like the PlayStation 4 base model is like such an attractive um, option for most people. Cause they don't have a um, 4k TV. I don't know. I just, I'm just curious. Like, it'll be interesting to see how they talk about it and like what sort of exclusives or like what sort of benefits people will see for having it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I can't speak for specs, but I know that like you're right about the 4k TV side of it. Uh, I think Arthur Geese ran a part of uh, an article about it. So maybe I did read a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know. I was talking with Rhodes a little bit about like what we did and didn't read coming into this. Mm-hmm. And I think I did read a state of the PlayStation article where he talked a little bit about the specs and how the PlayStation 4 Pro can feel like it's kind of in the middle between 4K and 1080. Maybe not quite the best uh, console to foot that gap yet into yeah. 4K, but still a good option. Uh, and it sounds like their goal was to get one-fifth of the PlayStation 4s in, like, shipped and like that people own to be pro- pros. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do wonder. Like, I, I think that there has to be some aggressive like push on it, or they're just going to abandon it. It's like one or right. the other. And it's not like Sony hasn't abandoned things before, but yeah. the Pro seems like it was... I, I, I doubt they would sort of half-step up to the Pro, or step up to the Pro, and then back off for a couple years to try to, like, go yeah. again. No, I, I think the Pro's going to become the, the standard model. Like, mm. like, that's going to be the... Um, at least the one that they try to make, like, just the standard. Um, mm-hmm. I think we could see a rebrand of like making the like just quote unquote like PS4 like the PS4 Lite like I don't think they would never call it that but, yeah, I, th- but I feel like, like there is going to be some yeah. kind of a rebrand for what we just consider like the standard PS4 and like to position what is now the Pro as like the standard because I I really do think that they're going to double down on on VR because um, mm-hmm. like they've invested a lot and they they have a very good piece of technology where. It was like the move, they couldn't really say they had a great piece of technology there, um, right? And like with any of like their like, P, like the PlayStation Eye or the PlayStation Camera, um, like now they actually do have a very good piece of tech. And um, and I, I think the bi- the biggest problem with the VR is the barrier to entry because you have to think that like that's a four hundred dollar piece of hardware on that you need at least a four hundred dollar piece of you know uh, a gaming console mm-hmm. to, to play on so that's an $800 investment to get into VR like I think that they're gonna start pushing bundles probably like a maybe even like a five six hundred I think six hundred is more likely but I wouldn't I wouldn't be totally surprised if like the PS4 gonna, Pro goes down to like 300 350 and then mm-hmm. um, there's a bundle for like 500 with VR with the VR yeah that'd be kind of cool that'd be a nice way to position itself against the Scorpio segue into Microsoft um this is the one where we're going to hear all about their new console, right? Like this yeah. is this is, is it? it. We're going to know everything about. Did they say it's a new Scorpio. console? 
I don't know how to talk about yeah. it other than it being a new console because like it doesn't sound like it's going to be called the Xbox One something. I feel like it's but they they were like released a new Xbox when they announced the Scorpio last year. Like like yeah. all right, we have the Xbox One S and the Scorpio. Like I I don't think like Phil Spencer specifically. I don't think would be one to just like do something so reckless. Uh, right. Like I. Like that dude's smart. He is probably one of the most like in tuned executives in uh, gaming. Like, yeah. Like he he tur- he's the one who came in and turned the ship around for Xbox One because it launched pretty miserably. Yeah. Um, totally. Where it's like, oh, this is going to be the all-in-one media device, and then Phil Spencer came in and was like, um, no, this is a fucking gaming machine. We're going to get rid of the connect right. attachment. We're going to drop the price. We're going to you know make the focus on games and that's when we started to see it like kind of its fortunes turn around. And so I, I would be more surprised to see it as a new console than it would be as like a new Xbox one at, at the very least it will have complete and total backwards compatibility to the Xbox 360. I think that Microsoft has signaled pretty clearly that they're not going to put out a platform that is going to wall off like an Xbox One S from being able to play games, right? Like this isn't going to be like the the new 3DS where you can't play Xenoblade on it because it has a better yeah. processor. Yeah. Uh, I just think that like you're going to see anti-aliasing and draw distance and resolution at a higher like level on the Scorpio. Totally. But that said, I don't I don't know if the Scorpio is going to going to uh, be able to uh, deliver on all their promises unless it's priced at 500 or higher because 4K and 60 frames per second. Is something that I, I even have a challenge on my PC that I built last year that I think is yeah all those good. all those teraflops aren't cheap man yeah those aren't cheap I um, wonder like like do you think Microsoft cares that the price might be a little too high like yes p- p- part of me yeah. in the last well I don't know maybe I I I, I don't think Microsoft does like yeah. just as, as a, like as a company that like exists larger than Xbox I don't think that right they would care but like the the big reason the probably the biggest reason why the Xbox one flopped was because it was more expensive than their competitor um, right and it came with things that they didn't need uh i think that this is i think what Xbox, uh the scorpio is kind of shooting or you know coming out to do is create parity with um their windows gaming initiative where yeah. um i forget the exact name of like the program that they're doing Play but, anywhere yeah, the play anywhere where like you can play your Xbox One games on your PC, or you can play your PC games on your Xbox One. Um, as long as you're, if you buy it on PC, as long as you buy it through Windows. Um, right. So I think that this is their attempt at creating parity. Uh, like I think, where like, I I think this is going to be closer to like a Steam Box, like that kind mm-hmm. of concept than what we understand as like an Xbox. I yeah. Think I would not be surprised if it's modular and if it's like very easy Ugh. to upgrade. That'd be uh, cool. That's my I, dream. Like I, that, that's what I, I think Scorpio is going to be. I think that that's yeah, is, that's like, dope. Yeah, um, I remember last year when when these conversations were talking or happening about like like you and we've all talked on this podcast for like why wouldn't you just get a PC if you're thinking about getting an Xbox because like that's clearly where Microsoft is going, blah blah blah. But the idea of getting an Xbox that works as a PC but it's also just like my home console. It's actually not that crazy. And it's amazing that they've been able to like kind of beat that message in to the point where it doesn't sound like a bad idea anymore. Yeah. Just get an Xbox instead of a PC. 
I've always kind of wondered, like, at what point are home consoles just going to become PCs? I mean, with Microsoft, they're best positioned. Like, Sony can't do this. Sony doesn't have Windows. But, like, you could easily just, like, flip a switch on on an Xbox Scorpio, and then it just immediately goes into PC mode, and it boots up with a desktop, and you Mm -hmm. plug in a keyboard and mouse. Like, that that is foreseeable, but not necessarily going to happen. I think that that could bring some interesting possibilities where it's like, okay... Microsoft's doing this, and like Steam is now starting to get a lot of competitors with Windows, and yeah. I forget the name of that like Chinese company that's like starting to make ways into like creating. Tencent? Yeah, yeah, that's Probably like Tencent. Um, that's creating like, and it already has a bigger user base than Steam. It just needs to make <laughs> yeah. its way over here. Um, like, I think Steam and Valve might start getting a little bit antsy, and like, what if Sony and Steam create a partnership? Because if you remember, like Portal Two, like I know they had that weird multiplayer partnership. <laughs> Yeah, like Thing. I like so it's in there's some kind of relationship there like you, you know that that's it's been 6 years or so now but um yeah like what happens cuz like if Microsoft starts kind of edging out Sony in terms of the console marketplace and Steam starts feeling like they're mm-hmm. losing um a lot of their ground in PC gaming like I I that would be a very very big um partnership but like the Sony's acquisition of Gaikai a few years ago for however like millions or billions of dollars that was like is them partnering with Steam more crazy than that? I don't know. I think it's kind of a pipe dream because like Steam is making so much more money on their own than they you know. Yeah, no, th- th- this is in such like hyperbole and. Um, yeah, like I ideally it would be great yeah. to just like have a box where like yeah I'm playing my playing Bloodborne one minute and then I go into Steam oh mode God, and I'm yes. playing Battlegrounds. Yeah. Right? Like, this, I will, uh, this is my dream. Yeah. I'll pull the yeah. whiskey out if I see Gabe Null on stage, stage at all. So get ready for that. And I will live tweet. Um, I personally feel like Microsoft would be the one to snatch up uh, player unknowns Battlegrounds. Yeah. Um, if they were going to make any sort of announcement about yeah. um, that I, game coming to console, it would come from Microsoft. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if that's one of their big, like, one of yeah. their like bombshells that they have, like because like right now it's the perfect time to save that. It's like it's like their thing they save for last, well, and it's and, and they just rolled out yeah. the new um, live streaming service. So like oh Beam um, or Mixer or something. Yeah, Mixer. Yeah. Um, Beam was the first iteration of it, but yeah, like yeah. for Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is a game that's like It'd kind be perfect. of designed around like like streaming it. Like for Microsoft to be like, oh hey, like we acquired the console rights to Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and we have our new service like. And it's going to be yep. like seamlessly integrated together. I like that. That would be incredibly smart on Microsoft's part to like synergize those two entities into yep. one like marketing push. And last but not least, Nintendo. The big N. I'm the big N. I'm super Mario, excited. Arms. There's going to be a bunch of Mario. I I don't think Arms is going to be very big. They they had the test punch. The game comes out like a week. They need yeah. to sell Splatoon more. They, um, they're going to probably show off Fire Emblem for Switch now that the 3DS one's out and people are super into it. Buh, Fire um, Emblem. There's probably... I, I, all they need to do for me is announce Animal Crossing. And yeah, I'm set. I was going to say, I want Animal Crossing. I'd also be down for a Smash. Yeah, like, I, I actually had a long conversation at work today about that, like whether or not I want Smash 4 or whether I want a new Smash. Um, I think... And Nintendo would be following the Mario Kart model and just re-release Smash Four. So, so and 
in my conversation I that I had, I was talking about like if they kind of get back into supporting that game and like they treat it as like treat it as a service where it's like we're gonna just start adding characters and levels and um, yeah, that'd be cool. Supporting it that way, that'd be interesting. Um, and I, th- I think what I said, what I came back to is like, I think what bothers me most about Smash Four is Shulk. I don't like Shulk, the Xenoblade. That's character. The dude from Xenoblade, the one, mm-hmm. the one that has the the boy shorts, doesn't wear a shirt. Uh, yeah, is that? Oh yeah, huh? Like got um, a red sword. I don't like it. His sword switches between like six different no, things, and it's weird. Sword is dumb. I don't um, like it. I mean, and, like, did I'm, they do? I was in a quick aside. Did they do a lot of weird stuff with that game where they were releasing like characters for a limited amount of time? Like, can I not get Cloud anymore? You, you still can. Um, you still can. If you you know you just need to bust out your Wii U and get in the shop there. Um, I, I would wait until after E3 okay. because it's <laughs> not unlikely that they announce a re-release. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they if they if they were to do something like uh, release release all that with all the characters, like one yeah. like Mario Kart. Yeah, sign me up. I'll buy yeah. it. I'm sure that there would be problems trying to get licensed characters like Cloud in there, but um, yeah, I, I I would buy it again because like and again like the big problem with the Wii U is that it's like not the best console to get everyone like around to like start playing. But mm-hmm. like now that we've realized that the Nintendo Switch like marketing campaign was actually like perfect in showing like how people were going to use it. In terms of like, yeah, like setting it up and having the corny ass, like, all right, let's like all huddle around on a picnic table playing, you know, Mario Kart on these little tiny ass controllers. Like, no, like that happens all the time and it's pretty awesome. So, like, being able yep. to, like, like, and so this morning, um, this is a great segue. Uh, Nintendo had their Pokemon Nintendo Direct where, like, for they, they announced Pokémon, the uh, Pokemon fighting game, where, like, mm-hmm. this dude's making this, like, big like cross-country trip and like he keeps like he's on a bus and like it breaks down and he's sitting there stuck and like he makes eye contact with a kid and then they just bust it out and start playing pokken um i wouldn't do that with pokken but i would do that in a goddamn heartbeat for smash brothers yeah yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah plus the pro controller would be like the ideal way to play that game um like an actual good controller what if they fucking had a gamecube like adapter for it too that'd be so great (laughs) well to appease the uh hardcore fans like i'm sure they'd find a way that i don't know where it'd plug in but the usb c or something yeah the the dock has the usb ports or they could just do like wireless pro controllers in the shape of gamecube controllers um you should work for it just just put in wave birds tm 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 i'll use the wave um that was a good con- or controller. The, the Wayford was dope as sh- Oh my god, yeah. I love the Wayford. That was good. I still have mine. It's wonderful. Um, but I, I kind of want to see like I want to see like an. <laughs> We've been seeing new things from Nintendo the last see. couple years. Like, tell me what, like, what you want to see. Tell me. Let me know. I want to see. I want to see a third party Give company some make something like Skyland. really interesting on the Switch. No, not like something we've already seen, but like <laughs> Mario vs. Rabbids. Um, we are we are yeah, for something a more like game. that. Retro. Uh, oh, the studio retro. Yeah, we, we made are, Metroid Prime and uh, the Donkey Kong Country Returns games, which were dope as fuck. Yeah. Um, yep. They're gonna have something. I I have to imagine. Um, I, I I think we'll hear what they have this year. But since they do Nintendo Directs and they kind of like controlling, like having that control, they they don't like to give everything to E3. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if like a couple months later we hear what Retro's doing. But um, word. So yeah. We, Gotta gotta expect something from retro. Um, they, they feel like they've got to have one or two like big punches um, 
Mm-hmm. Not arms. Um, <laughs> like they, they have to have something up their sleeves um, in terms of like a yeah. new game and like and not just like in Animal Crossing, but like I feel like they're gonna have some kind of really cool th- like it's probably gonna be like Paper Mario, but mm-hmm. if, but Paper Mario on Switch I'd be down for like I like Sticker Star and I like I love Super Paper Mario actually, um, so and I, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Um... Or maybe they just going announced a that Persona is going to be on Switch. That is not happening. No, I know, but <laughs> a girl can dream. Girl can dream. I want to spend a little bit of time while. telling me about some games here, Rhodes. Yeah, I wanna, sure. I want to know about Monument Valley 2 because that just came out. Yeah, that came out at the um, Apple's Worldwide Development Conference. Um, it like was announced and launched at the same time, basically. Um, and it is the follow-up to a game called monument valley developed by a london studio called us two games it's a it's a design studio that makes like um software and art and stuff but you may recognize it from house of cards season three yeah um that's where everyone recognizes it from i think um it's like a mc this is such a lazy reference but it's like kind of an easy one for everybody it's kind of like mc escher-esque where you're like guiding a little person through an isometric ever twisted complicated really beautiful like puzzle yeah it's like like, mc escher meets like fez yeah and like you kind of it's very simple you like tap on the route to tell your person where to go if they run into something there's usually something in the environment that you can manipulate to create impossible shapes and impossible pathways um that they can go on and keep on exploring uh so far the sequel um is only different in that like you are navigating two people at once so they you, they get separated and there's a little bit of that in Monument Valley but it was like not one to one in the terms of the abilities yeah. of the it was like players. the, like the you penultimate were, chapter like they added that yeah you were like pushing your person for a while but then you get like a totem that kind of adds layers and levels to the world but this is like two like quote unquote people um, cool so the the levels <laughs> like deconstruct in a really cool way to accommodate that and like one one of the players basically it like if it can it'll just like run to you and advance spaces based on like how close it is to you i, I don't really know how to describe it without like showing it but um solving puzzles feels really good and the levels break in a more um beautiful way than they did in the first one like they've had more time to tweak their engine and their art and it's a little bit more fluid instead of static uh it's cool it's a beautiful game it's only five bucks absolutely worth it it's not hard but like it's one of those that we've gone back to kind of like islands um, that I mentioned a couple months ago where it's just nice to sort of poke it and watch the pretty things move. I don't know. Is there a story yeah. to it? Yeah. There's a very like bare bones, like in the thing. way that like a there's journey a, has a story. Yeah. There's like guided text in between each chapter. That'll say something like you knew it was your duty all along to protect her duty or something like that. And then duty. Oh, very funny guys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of it. Like, I was playing Overwatch a lot uh, last couple weeks yeah. when I got really sick. And but Mikey and I had a couple like really good, couple good rounds, good sessions. I don't know. Yeah, and then I wrote something on InfiniteDogs.com about Titanfall Two, which I kind of picked up again because they released some content, a new Titan, um, this late into the game. Um, that game is still super good, uh, and 
I was like in the groove one of these rounds and I meant to record it on my PlayStation 4, but I don't know. I was like top of the leaderboard, probably like 20 plus <laughs> kills and it was nice. just like nonstop. And I was just like, I had like total control over everything. It was domination. Fantastic video oh, game. Come some casuals. I'm like yeah. at the, the close near, near end of uh, Prey and it's awesome. I don't know. There's like a really interesting plot twist that uh, I resolved and it felt like there it felt like it would have it would have appeared in the game in multiple different ways based off mm-hmm. of how I've been playing, you know, if you save someone, if you kill someone, if you pick these skill trees, if you don't pick these skill trees and uh game's pretty great. It's going on sale constantly for like 40 bucks, so y'all should buy it. Yeah. Whether it's Mikey and Rhodes or whether it's someone listening, uh, I bet you in July the Steam sale will uh hit that at least with that fifteen to twenty dollars off, or buy a full price, you know. Either way, who cares? That's a game I want to play. I yeah. I really like it. Like it's it's hitting me. It's hitting me like Resident Evil hit me at the beginning of the year. Like damn, it's good. Mikey, I want to hear one story from Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So I'll yeah, tell you. you too, I'll tell you the story of my first kill, okay. um, which I think I told you guys. But uh, so I was on the exact opposite side of the map. Um, like, I, I, tr- like I flew out of the plane and, and like intentionally was like, I'm going to go as far as I can go out of the way. Um, and so I did that, and I ended up in a house where all I found was, I think, like a scope, um, a Red Bull, and like uh, <laughs> the like the ammo thing you put on like the butt of your shotgun. Um, the bullet loop. The bullet loop, yeah. And I was like, okay. Words well, you know too much. It's like okay, well, fuck. Like I, it's replaced like, television for me. It's all I watch now. It's no, it's, yeah, it, it's it's really good. Like I, I've been doing yeah. the same. Like like I, yeah. like all I do is watch like different YouTube videos, and like fifty percent of those are plunk bat. Yeah. Um, yep. So like I, I was like okay, shit. Like I, I was in like a row of like three houses. So I like, went to the next one, fa- ended up finding a shotgun, a couple pieces of ammo for it, and a machete. And I was like, okay, like this is a, a, an okay start, but I'm not ready. Like. Um, I've been trying to avoid the mistakes that I see a lot of people do where they, like, they just spend yeah. the entire time scavenging where it's like, yeah, you need to get like your base gear and then just fucking go and prepare for like, like try to get to the end game and like prepare mm-hmm. for that. Um, and so I saw like across the street, there was a little buggy or a, a Jeep and I was like, okay, fuck, I'm, I'm going to take that cause I need to go. And so like I took it and immediately like, I was like receiving fire and I just booked it like went probably like a quarter mile down the road and I saw a little shack. It's like, okay, like I'm making decent time. I need to, you know, find something. Hopefully I can find some health or some armor or like a ranged weapon in here. And so like I roll up to this place. I'm like coming really fast and I like, I immediately like hold, hold the back button like to try to just like, like pump the brakes as hard as I can. And I jump out. And the second I jump out, like there's a dude there with uh, a scar and him and I just start running around like in a circle, like trying to shoot each other. So I'm like trying to blast him with my shotgun. He's trying to, you know, shoot me with this, uh, shoot me with this car. And like we like reload like two or three times until like we both run out of ammo at the same time. And yeah. and again, like we're just like running around in a perfect circle trying to shoot each other. And like when we both run out of ammo, like he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take the jeep." And he runs in, jumps in the jeep, but he jumps in the passenger side. I was oh, like, no. "Like fuck, I need it. I need to take him out before he." Uh, takes off my Jeep and I switched to my machete and I just cut the shit out of him through the passenger door. <laughs> um, 
That's and, awesome. And that's how I got my first kill. That's awesome. Man, that game is incredible. I really want to play it still. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, we'll play. Like my strategy is to like so like most of the houses have like there's probably like six or seven different like house layouts of like the hundreds of houses in the on the map. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, the bathrooms are basically all the same, where it's, like, you enter, and then, like, whatever side is away from the door, like, there's a bathtub, like, most houses. And so, like, I, my strategy is to, like, get a shotgun, sit in the bathtub, and wait. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like as close to the center of the map as I can. Um, like, yeah. and I was actually really, sense. I was really worried, because the first person I killed one time, like, his box fell on the other side, like, to where most of it's on the other side of the door, so I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going to ruin my strategy. They're going to see that box, and they're going to be like, oh, okay, there's a good chance someone's going to be in here. Um, mm-hmm. Two like two people just, like, stormed right in, like, didn't even, like, give it second notice, and which was really terrible because on the second guy, I blasted, the like, the middle section of the door out. So, mm-hmm. like, okay, the middle part of the door is missing. There's two boxes sitting right there, and dude still just, like, fucking runs in, like, gung-ho into this bathroom. <laughs> And I, I, that was my one and only like multi kill match, and I got like four kills, like three of them in that bathroom. <laughs> Damn, awesome! It's 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 a lot of fun, but I'm as Brian is well aware, I'm not crazy about mouse and keyboard. I'm still trying to get used to it. Um, I and I, I actually like went through. I spent probably like forty minutes like mapping out what my ideal control scheme would be for my controller, because uh, yeah. because I've been playing uh, some Steam games that are like controller based that I like playing like Mark of the Ninja and Love Rousers and I've been using my uh, Xbox controller to do it. And so like I spent like 40 minutes mapping out what would be like a good scheme, but um, I don't think the game even supports like recognizing the controller yet. No. So Microsoft can change that. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Brian. So um, yeah. One more game. Uh, Kelsey wanted me to put an honorable mention in here. She's just playing an indie game right now called Orwell. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 2016, uh, in October for Windows and old. OS X. Yeah, old. Um, I am just like looking over her shoulder as she plays it, and I have to say, I'm really. What really strikes me is that the UI of this game is just really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it according to the Wikipedia page, because I haven't played it yet. Uh, <laughs> it's you are assuming the role of a state operative that monitors uh, surveillance sources to find national security threats. So you can probably tell there is some modern uh like some modern ideas taken from that too yeah uh from like the nsa and other things to to create this this game um and oh. she's reading email and like listening to uh i totally remember to seeing audio this. logs this yeah Do this, you? this game looks super yeah. dope yeah i, I remember it looks... yeah like you start like using um like like security systems and like it's, it basically becomes like like watched it becomes Orwellian where it's like, Oh, like you see this person through a camera and like you get like their entire backstory and you need to start like profiling people and like figuring out their backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And it's very creepy and fucked up, but so like, so chilling and so good. Yeah. Yeah, It looks really dope. And like, I think that I'm going to wait to see if she'll come on and talk about it at some point maybe, but she has a knack for finding these like really interesting simulation games. We forgot to talk about knack two. Knack two. Knack three coming coming soon. At E3. NAC 2 um, at E3. Yeah, th- so looking at screenshots, or- Orwell looks like um, one of those games where you like interact with a computer like operating system. Twitter yeah. avatars? Yeah, that too. It does, yeah. But uh, I always like games like that where you can, um, where it's like simulating an operating system and you get to like 
like Sybil. navigate Sybil, uh, her story. Um, um, how was the game? Like, I think there's a, uh, an, quadrilateral a cowboy, quadrilateral cowboy. Uh, but there's a mobile game called, I think like just a normal lost phone where like, yeah, like, exactly. it's, it's a phone app that like creates like this, like it pulls up this fake OS and like, it's like if you found someone else's phone and you like, you d- start digging through the phone yeah. and like get their information to give it back to them and you can like dig deeper and find out more about this person whose phone you have. And like, and since you're playing it on a phone, it's very kind of, it's very creepy and unsettling. Like dig, even though it's like your phone, like the feeling of digging through someone else's phone, like it feels gross. Yeah. The yeah. Mr. Robot game did something very similar to that, but that was by the telltale and, uh, oxen. Oh yeah. Folks. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, we gotta wrap up. Yeah, wrap up. I, I had to close I'm my so window sleepy. because people are making loud sounds outside, and I'm like sweating. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening to Fans of the Genre. You can send emails to the show at info at infinitedogs.com. You can read our content, which we wrote two articles this week: one about Titanfall, one about E3. Please check it out. Um, if you like what we're doing, please rate us on iTunes. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Rhodes Clark. I'm at Brian T. Swanson. I'm at Mikey Krieger. You can follow the show at Fans of Genre. Thank you to John Bash for composing original music for us. Find more at johnbash.com because shouldn't we all just be fans of the genre? It needs workshopped. Peace. (laughs) Nope. That's it. Guys, shut up. Peace. No, fuck, guys. One more time. All right. Peace. Peace. Be good or... Do drugs. No, fuck. Okay. Bye.